Hi, and welcome to our newest recording. Um, this is Bob Siriani, the Chair and Program Director in the Department of Speech-Language Pathology at Salis University. And I'm really excited to have some of the original graduate students, the OGs, join me tonight. Um, this is uh, the proud representation from the class of 2017. Oh my gosh, that long ago? <clears throat> That's yeah. a really long time. I can't yeah. believe when somebody says, how long you've been at Salus? I'm like, about 30 years. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm really happy to be here tonight um, to talk about sort of the long plan. These, these um, professionals graduated from Salus a couple years ago. They have some experience under their belt. And I really hope that they have some um, fun and uh, insightful stories to share with us um, as we talk about life after graduate school. Um, so as I begin all these talks, I'd like to go sort of around the room and have our, um, our, uh, our guests introduce themselves. So uh, why don't we give Emily a chance to start tonight? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Emily Swavely. And Emily, you were part of the original class of 2017? I was. It's went so fast since we've um, graduated. And tell us, where are you currently working? So I'm currently working right now um, in the West, well, Chester County area for ONJ Roberts School District. I'm one of the speech therapists that works at one of the elementary schools. And do you have a favorite memory from your time back at Salus? I certainly do. There were a lot of them, but the one that it comes down to is the day we graduated and you gave us a big speech right before we walked on that stage and you started crying. Uh -huh. I did. This was a lot. That you was did. a lot for me. Was it was the sweetest me. thing. And it just showed how much you cared about all of us and how proud you were of us. And it made a, meant a lot to us too, because it was, it was a hard two years, but yeah. I think we can say we all made you proud by you getting did. through the program for the first year. So. And you continue um, to. Thank you. Hey, Lauren. Hi. You want to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Lauren Bevin. I was also in the OG class. Um, I'm currently working for Philadelphia School District. Um, I work also doing early intervention on the side. And prior to COVID, I was also um, doing acute care and acute rehab on the side. That's slowed down a little bit with uh, COVID <laughs> currently. You, you must have some bills. You sound pretty busy. <laughs> Yeah, that's what grad school duty. <laughs> fair, that's fair. Thank you for that. Um, and how about one of your favorite memories from our time at Salus? So I think my favorite thing probably is meeting my friends. I still keep in touch very much with the people that I met. Um, and But my favorite memory is probably my first ever clinic that we had, or client that we had in the clinic. He was so cute, but he was wild. And I'll never forget the first time he came, he was running up and down the hallways, in and out of the therapy rooms. Everyone and everyone was new. So we're all just looking at him like, oh my gosh. So I still remember him. And that's, I always tell the students, you will never forget those first clients that you see yeah. for better or for worse. Yeah. I heard oh. that he made a lot of progress though. So Because he had good therapy. Yeah. All right. We also have Caitlin joining us tonight. 
Hi, my name is Caitlin. Um, I work at Nemours DuPont Hospital for Children. Um, I'm in the outpatient section, but I do cover for rehab as well. Um, I also do early intervention on the side. Prior to Nemours, I was at um, a residential facility for students with developmental disorders and special needs. Um, so that was cool too. And, and I, I venture to say you have a memory or two to share. Well, my favorite, mem there's a lot of really good memories, but one of my favorites was having Asha in Philly when we were um, second years. That was just, I felt like it was such a good like culmination to our whole thing. And we all got to go, we helped work the booth for Salas um, and then having, getting to be able to go and like see the speakers and then just experience Asha as a whole is a completely overwhelming in the best way possible event. Um, and getting to do it in our hometown with each other was really cool. Um, I feel like we all learned a lot, but we all sort of learned a lot about each other in the same time. You know, I still joke with a colleague that I bump into every once in a while at these conventions. Um, and she said to me in Philadelphia, she's like, how did Salas get to run this convention? Because I feel like I see your students everywhere. It's and, because of the um, shirts I made. I, right, it is. And she, so we see each other at, at convention now. And she says, is Salas running this one too? I mean, how many years ago was that? And she still jokes with me about seeing you all <laughs> running around um, Philadelphia in the convention. So That's awesome. Um, thank you for sharing those because they're all fond memories for me as well. Because you were my first graduating class ever. And um, it, certainly there are a lot of uh, firsts for all of us during that year. Um, but you, even before you showed up to us, which was uh, complicated in and of itself, um, you chose Salas. Can you think of a reason or two why you decided to finally come to Salas? Um, why don't we have Lauren start us off? So right off the bat, I like that Salas does an interview. A lot of schools, they don't do interviews and everything is so heavily based on test scores and things on paper and paper just doesn't give an all around picture of who somebody is. So I really appreciated that. And I felt like it was nice to meet the people and really connect with them and understand they could understand me better. And I was able to get a feel for the program through talking to them. So I really, really liked that. Um, I think a lot of us have the same idea too. So I'll let, I'll let somebody else tell their uh, favorite part about Salas or why they chose to join. Why do you think, Emily, what was your, um, what was one of the reasons why you joined us? So kind of going off what Lauren said, um, it's no easy task getting into a graduate program for speech and language. Um, so what Lauren said was she liked that there was an interview and after coming out of college and applying to 18 schools, Salas was the only one that interviewed me. Um, so they got to know me as a person before they saw that application in the test scores. Um, so when I was offered the opportunity for Salas, it was the right, right one for me. Um, and when I did do my interview, I just felt like I was surrounded by so many people from admission to the program, uh, just on the campus of so many people that wanted us to succeed and wanted to get to know us. And Caitlin, why did you pick us? Um, 
I picked you because Salas has a huge emphasis on clinical time. Like we were in the clinic like week two. Um, and I think that that has made us all better therapists. Even as Lauren said earlier, you know, she got thrown into a situation with a child with ASD. And we were all new, but she learned hands-on in that moment. Um, I've been several places since I've left Salas and I've done per diem work and everywhere that people hear Salas, they say, oh, I had a student from there. She was really good or he was really good. And I think it's because we start in the clinic as baby therapists. We start right away and we stay in the clinic and we stay doing hands-on stuff the entire time we're in school. So when you're learning things in class, it makes sense because you're doing it in tandem in the clinic hands-on. And that was huge for me because I'm a hands-on learner. I am not a good test taker, as you all remember. Um, (laughs) So that was something that was super important to me. So for our listeners, um, the class of 2017 was theoretically planned to be actually the class of 2016, but because of some delays in getting paperwork to and from the accrediting body, we we admitted an entire class and then said, well, you start next year. And we kept all but one student out of the the 25 that started. Um, One student left us to start a career in softball. So I don't know if she would have done as amazing as you all have done um, in, in speech pathology because it, the path really diverted for her. Um, so I think it's even extra amazing that, that you all um, connected with us and then were so patient trying to get that transition from um, your undergraduate programs to, into a graduate program. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the time since graduation. You've all had um, a couple of jobs by choice. Um, and have tried uh, different facets of of the profession. Um, Where did you start after graduation? And then where do you find yourself now? And how has that path um, been in complement to what you've learned at Salas? So like, really, what's your, I don't want you to recite a resume, but like, what's your job history? And then how has Salas really complemented that? You wanna give us a start, Caitlin? Sure. Um, So I started off in a residential school for children with special needs. Um, I loved it there because I got a little bit of everything. Um, However, the one thing I didn't get and that I regret is that I didn't get any feeding and swallowing in that job choice because they contracted out. So that is something that I'm actually currently relearning um, in my new position now at Nemours DuPont. um, And I'm in the outpatient, but we do feeding and swallowing. And so I'm undergoing a feeding mentorship. The cool part about where I work and what I do is that I get a little bit of everything once again. Um, I've become the the AAC specialist at my location. So I get to help train other SLPs of how to use devices, which I think is really cool. But also I'm learning from them how to do feeding and swallowing. So I've been a lot of places and I've gotten to do a lot of different things. And I think that's a really cool thing with with one single degree that you you have all these different like tricks up your sleeve. Um, So I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Lauren, how about you? What's your career path been like? So as I said earlier, mine's a little all over the place. I like to consider myself a jack of many trades. (laughs) So when I started at Salus, I was like, I will never work with adults. I'm only here because I love kids. I want to work with kids. I had my clinical placement in an acute care hospital that had an acute rehab, and I loved it. Um, As I was finishing up my 
um, last externship, someone was leaving and they offered me the job. So it worked out amazing. I stayed there for a year and a half. I learned so much and I still love acute care and acute rehab, more acute rehab. The hours I just didn't love and I did miss kids. So then I made the jump to the school district where I get to the school that I'm at has learning support, um, life skills support, autistic support, and multiple disabilities. So I get to see a lot. I have a lot of different kids. Um, I get to do a lot with autism, AAC, articulation. I pretty much in that type of thing, I see it all. Um, I was in a high school last year, but this year I'm not in a high school just based on my caseload. And that's really cool too. Um, and then I also do EI. So I like the little guys. I think it's pretty cool that you can see so much progress with them just because the whole basis of early intervention is that they get to school and they don't need it. They don't need mm -hmm. services. And it really does, the program of that really does work. Um, so I like that as well. Um, sometimes I miss adults full-time it's different but that's why we just keep it on the side <laughs> so i want all of our listen listeners to really hone in on you can get a medical placement as a cf i know that word on the street is it never happens but you miracles can happen i guess right living proof <laughs> Um, and Emily, I know that you spent some time away from the local area. Tell us about your um, adventures in speech pathology. I did. So upon graduation, I just kind of had this feeling that, you know, I wanted to try and live somewhere new. I lived outside of the Philadelphia area my whole life. And I thought, you know, this is the time to start my career and kind of jump to a new location. So that's what I did. Um, I moved to the Atlanta area and I worked for a school district there. Um, Due to the caseload, like Lauren had said, I got switched around to four different schools in the three years that I was there. So I worked in an elementary school for three years, and then one of the years I was part-time in a middle school. Um, and also then in my summers and my part-time, I worked at a private practice. And there I got a lot of um, experience with more medically fragile kids. Um, a lot of social skills. I ran the social skills groups in the summer and then going back to my placement at the schools, I worked with the autistic support classrooms, but the majority of my students were bilingual, which I will go back to when I was sitting in class. I was like, I am never going to work with bilingual students. Like I, I will never have to do a bilingual assessment. Sure enough, it was probably 90% of the population I work with in Atlanta was bilingual, but I learned a ton there. So then um, I moved back here this summer and now I'm working at the school district where I attended as a kid. And so far you can see the cultural differences are just so vastly different between the two locations, not just culturally, but you see kids progressing at a different level here. I think I, it must be really interesting to have that contrast between, um, yeah. you know, a more rural Southern school district and a more suburban um, metropolitan area. I actually didn't pick up on such a difference until recently um, mm -hmm. because so many of my children were bilingual down in Atlanta. You didn't see the progress as fast because they were being exposed to two languages, one at home. And I worked mainly with language disorders where I came back up here and now all of a sudden doing articulation and a lot of stuttering all of a sudden. I didn't have any stuttering experience, but here because there 
aren't several languages spoken in the area I live, you can see kids progress so much faster mm. now that they're not being exposed to one or more languages. It's really interesting to hear sort of the diverse uh, trajectories, but there seems some common themes that that you've been able to sort of move around in your career and you still feel comfortable with your foundational skills, with the, the ability to take on new roles. Heck, I'm even hearing that maybe learning happens after graduate school still too. Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> All right, so um, in wrapping up tonight, I really want to um, impart in our, um, with our listeners um, some of the wisdom that you've garnered from your experiences. So if you could give prospective graduate students, maybe not just to Salus, but to anywhere, um, what, what would you share with them? Um, what would you want them to think about as they apply for a graduate program? Let's put, uh, let's put Caitlin on the hot seat. Um, I would say you, you want to be open to all facets of our field. Um, that's, that's, I think the most important piece that I would take away is that you don't want to pinhole yourself and sort of like what Lauren said earlier, like she thought she only wanted kids. I thought I only wanted special needs. And that was the only thing that I was going to do for the rest of my life. I still have a strong love for special needs, but I, I know I'm a talented therapist in other facets and I'm still learning. As I just said, like I'm learning how to do feeding and swallowing all over again, but it's funny that I come out with things then I'm like, how did I know that? And it's like, I knew that from grad school. It's like in there and it just keeps coming out. So you're, you have that foundation and take it forward, but also be open to all possibilities. Um, don't pinhole yourself. If you get a placement that you're like, oh, I don't know about if I want that, take it. You might love it. You might go in a completely different way. Also, it's nice to get that experience because then down the line, you can change. Like mm -hmm. you can change your whole world, your whole schedule to what fits you in your life at that point. So, Emily, what's your suggestion? Um, my suggestion is that going to grad school, we have this mindset that, okay, we're going to go to school and we're going to get our classes done and we're going to go to clinic and we're going to learn this. And then once you get into the career field, I learned very quickly that the learning never stops. So if you're going to commit to being a speech language pathologist, know that there is going to be learning your entire career. There is so much research that changes and comes out. And when, like Caitlin said, there's so many facets, you're moving around to different um, career locations that you're constantly learning something else. It doesn't stop. So be prepared to always be a student in a sense. Mm -hmm. All right, Lauren, bring us home. So I would say build relationships. If you are applying to graduate school, don't forget that these people will be with you. They will help you. They will guide you. I still reach out to professors I had in graduate school and friends I had in graduate school about students that I see now. Um, so every field that you work in, every class you take, it's a team. And make sure to try and be a team player as much as you can because it will only benefit you. Well, thank you so much. And I, and I do see the spirit of... Um, of collaboration still existing from your class and others. And um, I, I really think that's part of the, the philosophy of, of Salus to make sure that the cohort knows that part of their learning is this, this network building that, you, that you'll travel with a, a, a pack that goes through this with you 
and 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 in spite of you, and um, they become really great resources afterwards. And I, I'm so happy to catch up with you tonight. Um, it's been a pleasure uh, seeing you grow and and prosper. Uh, I'd like to say I had a tiny bit of part of it, um, but I really think that uh, it's your self motivations. Um, it's your interest in the field, and I just think. You're good people too, believe it or not. So if you want to become like these fabulous speech pathologists, I suggest you look further into Salus's program. You can reach us through our website, which is salus.edu. Or if you have more specific questions, I'd be happy to answer them through email. And you can reach me at r-s-e-r-i-a-n-n-i at salus.edu. I want to thank our guests for being here tonight. Uh, I really appreciate your time and your energy. Uh, I know there's probably a lot more things that you could be working on, like lesson plans and progress notes, uh, but to take a few minutes out of your personal time and uh, share with us is, is uh, speaks to the character that you all have uh, developed. So thank you very much for being here with me tonight. Um, and I look forward to catching up with you uh, over drinks, hopefully. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.